When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It's zone time, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Julian, alongside some of our usual. I mean, it's a rotating cast, so it's a lot of different suspects, usual suspects. I kind of throw that around on another show I do. But anyway, Omar from In The Mentions is here. Sam from The Broadcast is here. I believe, Sam, uh, by the time this episode comes out, aren't you going to be doing a live show later today? Is it this week? We are doing a live show on Wednesday. So I guess when this comes out, it will be today. There we go. There we go. Send our regards to everyone who's going to be there and to Avery, who I understand uh, is making the trek to Vancouver to crash everything. Uh, of course he is. He's, he's making a <laughs> one day trip to Vancouver just to just to come to the live show. Beauty. Got the Airbnb and everything. And of course, <laughs> Justin Cuthbert from Yahoo Sports is here uh, back from Mexico after spending how many days off? The tan has faded a, a little bit, but uh, a little. he's here. He's here with us. Let's talk about Austin Matthews to start. He, uh, as of this recording, leads the league in goals. It's very possible by the time you're listening to this, he will have broken a long-standing record from Rick Vive for most goals in a season by a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. It took someone that long. I think someone made the point that I think uh, Rick Vive scored like his 54th, like 40 years to the 40 day. 40 years Austin yes. Matthews did the same. That is incredible. But also just like, really? You guys don't have that many people who have done that in your history? No, that's no, we don't. No. <laughs> that's kind so, of that's kind of weird. <laughs> so people are are surprised. It's like, oh, these fans are, are acting like they want the Stanley Cup. Yes. I have never <laughs> listen, man. <laughs> listen to me. Okay. You have. We have a 50 goal scorer. Like, that's like that's a foreign territory for a lot of us, man. Again, mm-hmm. look, we, have, we haven't seen that since Ander Truck in freaking 94. Like, that's it's uncharted waters. So, yeah, go people are going nuts. It's awesome. So, it's his, it's, it's his race to lose, right? The Rocket Richard Trophy. I know Leon Dreisaitl's a couple goals behind him. Guys like Chris Kreider are, are climbing towards 50. Alexander Ovechkin, Kyle Connor, some dude named Connor McDavid's at 40. Like, okay, there's some guys there. But, like, this is Austin Matthews is to lose, right? I said he was going to hit 60. He, he could, he's six. He could do it. I say he doesn't. Omar, what I do mean, you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, it's Matthews is scoring at a, like a disgusting pace. Like when you like take out, take out all the trends and stuff. 
So what he has like 71 goals in 80 and 82 games. He has 47 goals in 47 games. And then I read some foolishness on, on Twitter this morning that after 398 games, um, Mario Lemieux had 191 goals at even strength. You know how much Matthews has in that same time frame? Probably like 292. Oh, like it's un he's it's it's unbelievable. And like a lot of people are chalking it up. So like playing with Marner and uh, by no means am I going to discount that. That's obviously a factor. And like Mm -hmm. the playmaking we've seen from Marner this year has been ridiculous. And the fact that he's now a legitimate scoring threat has actually made him a better playmaker. But Matthews is just he just turns on a switch and just says, hey, I'm just going to casually get a hat trick against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like Andre Vasilevsky looked like a freaking average league goaltender. Like I'm, wow. I'm, no, and I'm like no disrespect. Supposed to be the best in the league? Are you saying that's what he? We're gonna remember that yeah. Tampa and Toronto play each other in the play. No, the that that and that that's fine. And again, by no means am I am I am I saying that Vasilevsky is a bad goaltender. But I'm just saying like like Matthews is just at a, a, he's just a man on a mission. And I think it, it goes beyond you know the fifty and the fifty four and the, the sixty. Heck, may man, maybe he might even get sixty-five, which would would now Tyler Govechkin's uh, Govechkin's wow. so much here, right? Okay, I could I could see it, I could see it. I wouldn't be surprised. So it's just like the the sky's the limit when it comes to Matthews. Um, and again, it's just incredible to see. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, I think or, the sorry, uh, Kef, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, sorry I, I was just, you just gonna say quickly. I think the goalposts are moving, right? Like I think he was like, I gotta get fifty. I gotta win the Rocket Richard. Now the Hart Trophy's out there, and then 55, and Rick 5 at 55, and now 60 seems like it's more likely than not. Like, I feel like he keeps seeing different carrots being dangled in front of him, and he's going after it. It's pretty obvious uh, with the way that they've played and uh, the way that he's sort of approached these games that he's pretty aware of what's going on, and he's going to try to get as many goals as possible. I didn't like, we mentioned on the podcast the other day, Julian, that kind of took away from his game, especially that last game against Winnipeg, where it was pretty obvious that, that all they were trying to do is set up Austin Matthews. But yeah. the ease to which those goals came against Tampa, where it wasn't forced, it wasn't like they were only thinking about that. It was like they got back to basics and Matthews did what Matthews does, which is score goals, regardless of whether he's pressing or regardless of what team he's playing and regardless of whether Andre Vasilevsky's in net. Uh, it was like the perfect snapshot of their season uh, Marner and Matthews against Tampa with him scoring those three goals and tying the record. And we don't know how high he's going to go, but I feel like it has changed in the last couple of games where we, what we think is possible and what Austin Matthews thinks is possible. Yeah. The one thing I was just going to add, you're talking about dangling different carrots in front of them. I was just going to make a really bad joke and be like, the next carrot is dangling a first round playoff victory. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hopefully that Sam, still means you... something. Hopefully that still means something. Austin. Yeah. Sam, do you have a wisecrack you want to make? I know we, we've, we've basically said as much as we could say about Austin Matthews. Do you have a wisecrack you want to do on Omar or do you just agree with Omar? No, I, I actually, on this him. one, I actually do just agree with Omar. I think, and I think he hit 60. Yes. Like, I'm sorry. Like, there's there's the, no the way he doesn't. Yeah, like the pace that he's on, the fact that he's scoring as many goals, the fact that guys are going to, and I made this point on the podcast too, if that is what Leafs players are like working towards, if that's something that they're pushing to have happen, especially knowing that they're standing in the playoffs, okay, maybe it might change depending on where the points lie. They're going to make the playoffs. I don't think it necessarily hurts 
for them to not only ensure that he wins the Rocket Richard Trophy, but he scores as many goals as he can before the end of the year. Like, what else is it going to hurt? Like, the Leafs are going to be in the playoffs anyway. Whoever they go up against in the first round is going to be tough anyway. You might as well work towards something. Why not? Let him get 60. Let him hit 65. 70. Set, I mean, maybe not 70. That maybe yeah. a little much. He'd have to score, like, a lot of goals to do that. Not impossible, though. He's really good. He's absolutely really good. And at this point, to kind of transition over to something else I have a gripe with, um, I, I get it. He's he's the dude for the Hart Trophy. He is that dude for the Hart Trophy right now. It, maybe it was Igor Shosturkin at one point. He's kind of fallen off a little bit. Maybe Roman Yossi should be making a case for it. But at, right now at this moment, you could say the strongest case for the Hart Trophy is Austin Matthews. But, but... I am all for the definition of the most valuable player award to be changed to most outstanding. I can't believe the Canadian football league is the only league in North America that has this right. Most outstanding player, like whoever is deemed to be most valuable to a team that could, that should really differ, right? Like Jonathan Huberto, we're talking about his case to be MVP. You can make the argument that Sasha Barkov has a much better case for value. And, and, and in Edmonton, between McDavid and Tricidal, doesn't their value cancel each other out? That's also being said. Just make it simple. Make it most outstanding. And I understand that Ted, the Ted Lindsay Award exists, and it already kind of covers that, but the players vote for it. You know, Austin Matthews, you can make the argument he's been most valuable, and he's been the most outstanding player this year. You can make that argument. So why don't we just get to the definition of the Hart Trophy, switch valuable to outstanding, and just go from there and, and let, let the players vote for the Ted Lindsay and let the journalists, maybe Justin sometimes vote for the MOP in the NHL. You know, we, I mean, we would still say MVP anyway, because that will, that's what we're adjusted to, but change the definition to most outstanding player. That is the soapbox that I am on. And I will step off said soapbox because I have said what I needed to say about that. Do you, am I talking crazy? Am I talking wild? I look, I don't care what y'all say because I think it should be MOP <laughs> and not MVP going forward. Yeah, I mean, well, based off the definition, like most valuable player to your team, like wouldn't like every goaltender be every starting goaltender be like in that category? I mean, if you have bad goaltending, you're you ain't going anywhere. It <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter who you have, who you have, um, who you have as a skater. So and then even like if you look at Edmonton, like a lot of people can argue about like like you know McDavid would be win the heart every single year, uh, right? So it's just like yeah, I think I think changing the definition is definitely long overdue. I mean, I I think luckily things haven't been taken literally since maybe Taylor Hall won it. I, I feel like they have been just taking the best player since then, and maybe Taylor Hall did deserve to win that year. I think that was definitely Connor McDavid's year myself. Um, but I feel like everyone's wising up to this, right? Like it, we're, we're not looking at just the definition. We're making the right decision or we're trying to make the right decision. Uh, and the valuable thing, yeah, it doesn't really make sense because it could be the goaltender or you're looking at games that doesn't involve the player. Like that means something more than anything else. No, it's just, it really is the most outstanding player. And they frame it as MVP because that's what, you know, everyone seems to understand through all these decades and decades of history and covering MVPs. Seriously. I've given up on trying to understand what NHL awards stand for after Lula Morello and back-to-back GM of the year awards. I give up. <laughs> and, and like Lou won fair. one of them with like fewer first place votes than Mark Bergevin. 
which that could be a whole other discussion in itself. But I'm still- hearing. I'm hearing Lou Lamorello pop propaganda again with them like nine points out and he didn't trade anyone at the deadline. They're like, oh, look at him. He knew. He knew they were going to make the playoffs. He knew they were going to catch Washington. Oh, God. It's just ridiculous. Oh, my God. But also, let's be careful again with the New York Islanders because we don't want to upset anybody. We don't want to, We don't want to get – we don't want to, you know – y'all know what happened last year. Be all right. Yeah, Kyle's like- here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he definitely won the Devon Taves trade. See, that's it's, on that one. Did, did he not win GM of the year and then make that trade, or was it in between? I, I can't. I don't even remember. Oh my god, we need Brutal. we need the Omar Kyle Dubas uh, should win GM of the year speech. I think at some point. Yeah, coming I, up I, in the mentions. I I mean, know they don't like Kyle Dubas around the GM water cooler apparently so i don't think he'll ever win yeah you know uh, kyle david that the whole remember the whole kyle on kyle beef like yeah i want to get davidson's yeah. vote i know i figured davidson would take the hit yeah. for it but i'm sure kyle do i just want to say this too i'm tired of people labeling kyle dubas as computer boy like i don't like it i think it's just wild disrespectful whatever i think it's wild this is because it's people who just wanted mark hunter to be the gym who i'm sure would have done an amazing job considering that all of those draft picks are on the Leafs right now. Or still Lou Lamorello. I think a lot of people still, some people still wonder why Lou had to go. Um, Lou could have signed the contracts. Put it that way. Sign the contracts. And and then that's one area, one area that I think having Lou around would be cool for. Uh, I don't think the Nylander holdout happens of Lou's here because yeah, it probably would have been dealt. Um, <laughs> so that's true. So, uh, yeah, that's one area that I think um, that I think some people, a lot of people, least fans overall, have an issue with as far as Dubas goes. Is just the, the negotiations. I think he's been better in, in certain situations, you know. And again, you look at the team now. You know, Michael Bunting, twenty goals, the Liebman contract, David Camp, one point five for two years. You know, Kasha is an RFA, Engvall is the RFA. So I think there are some you know you know positive things there, but yeah, don't zap. Stop calling Dubas computer boy. It's not fair. Also, uh, if Lou Lamorello was still GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Matt Martin would be on your team. <laughs> and uh, he would be protected in the expansion draft. <laughs> hey, look, no shade to Matt Martin. There's a reason why he's in the NHL. But Matt oh. Martin being protected in expansion draft and not Jordan Eberle is still one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Wow. I think he signed Ross Johnston to a four-year deal, which was the most hilarious contract. That ever. too. Four-year that deal too. for a guy who probably hasn't played. Well, he maybe he has, and I haven't noticed. For a guy he's, who just He's literally off. a nothing player, and he's got a four-year multi-year extension is crazy you could just crazy you could just draft a player or just find a guy in the hl who could do the same thing as what Ross or just sign him to a one-year deal every year because he's not going anywhere anyway <laughs> well so much for us not being careful with islanders fans this will probably get clipped <laughs> all right let's oh. try to get ourselves out of trouble and uh go into the hot topic of the last how many days uh, I, I know Cuthbert and I went in on the whole Trevor Zegris slash Jay Beagle slash Tyson Nash debacle on the Iowa Sports Hockey Podcast. Uh, I've made my gripes publicly or about how I didn't see the back and forth with Jennifer Botterill and, and, and Kevin Bieksa, like in light of what had happened. And a lot of people were talking about that. But I'd like to hear from, from you both, Omar and Sam, just about it's a little, a little broad but basically just about everything just because i know cuff and i've kind of gone in on it a little bit but like as much as you can just 
tell us what you're thinking about the fact that this ended up being the story of the last few days and not the lacrosse goal that Trevor Zegra scored, which was really cool. I don't know why we're just with, with, with this stupid topic. Okay. I'm going to stop myself because this, I told myself I was going to not bring back the soapbox, but this has already got me pent up already. Omar, just hold me back. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, listen, I think like hockey does the NHL doesn't make any sense. And I feel like you're, you're punished for being good. You know, and, and that sounds very stupid because again, they, the, the star players, you know, have the, you know, they get the endorsement deals and they get the highest contracts and stuff, but also you just like, let's, let's think, think what happened in that, Ana, in that Anaheim game, right? Like, you know, Anaheim's up five, nothing there. There's five minutes left of the game, five minutes left of the game. Right. It's not like it's like 12 seconds or whatever. Like there is a whole five minutes. You have a player in Trevor, Trevor Zegris, all skill, young player on a team that is doing nothing this season nothing this season so just trying to do his best you know pad stats or whatever whatever and then just has to deal with all this stupid garbage stuff because oh what because they're trying to skill up the game and 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 what compete and it's just like a double standard because again we praise players like 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 brendan gallagher like like brad marshan like zach hyman who just live in the crease and will always try to fill those second and third opportunities but well, well, because they, you know, he scored a lacrosse goal. Now, you know, now, now it's bad. So I just, I don't like the sentiment of we're pretty much telling people like not to try because again, like I least fan, I have seen teams come back when you give them an opportunity to. So I don't he understand. Knows. I know firsthand. I've watched it many a time. So I, I don't understand the sentiment of, Oh, like, Oh, like, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to score more and, and run up the scoreboard. So, so what? Is, is that not what sports is about? Is that not the competitive aspect? We praise players for being competitive. And then when they do competitive stuff, they say, oh, oh, they're, they're, they're being too, you know, they're being too much. Oh, these young players these days. That makes absolutely no sense. And if you don't want players like Trevor Zegers or Andrei Sveshnikov to score lacrosse goals on you, then stop them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just be, be better. So I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I hate. I hate that whole, like, oh, because we can't do it, other teams shouldn't. That makes no freaking sense. I don't understand it in baseball. When you flip a bat after a home run, people get mad. I don't understand it in basketball. Whoa, whoa, if, whoa, like, whoa, whoa, Omar. Whoa, don't be out here flipping anything because that's like, against the rules. Like, I, I just – I don't understand it. This is why hockey is so freaking boring. This is why mm. hockey is boring because when players do cool stuff, they're told not to. That makes no freaking sense. Trevor, Trevor Zegris scored a goal with a blindfold on, and he didn't win the freaking skills competition. The breakaway That's a whole other thing. thing to get upset about. So it's just like <laughs> I, I, I hate it. I hate it. It makes no sense. It's dumb. It's stupid. Just let the players be good. And if you don't want players doing that stuff against you, just be better. Stop them. You don't have to freaking punch a dude in the face for for not for being better than you. Like imagine that. Oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> I, that was I'm a classic. Like, yeah, that was that was perfect. It's hard to add on to that because Omar nailed it. I mean, it's hard to think of a professional sports league that hates skill and fun more than the NHL does. <laughs> like, I don't We're understand. Hot dogging it. Hot dogging as Tyson Dash tried to clarify. We should use what he clarified. The term he used in his clarification. 
hot dogging. He didn't yeah, and like he probably hot said dogging. that because if he was playing with with Zegras right now, the only thing Tyson Nash could do would be to punch him in the face, like if he could catch him. Mm-hmm. Sorry, like the reason he said that is because his entire career he couldn't he couldn't do anything remotely close to what Zegras is doing this season, and that analysis was ridiculous. Like, oh. If you're going to skill it up, be prepared to get punched in the face. This is supposed to be the most skilled hockey league in the world. You're telling me that if you're going to be a skilled player in the most skilled league, you should expect to get punched in the face. That is some of the worst color commentary I have ever heard in my life. It just, it made no sense. He doubled down on it and it like, it's just, it's bizarre. Like, do you want to market the skill of your young players or not or do you want them to all just get punched in the face have cte and just have the game be boring trap hockey slogs like what is happening here yeah. shane right gets dropped shane Wright gets drafted oh man you know what i'm very i'm really looking forward to a long career of being punched in the face for being better than everyone else <laughs> connor bedard like, first game yeah, does an amazing goal yeah wait till connor bedard gets <laughs> yeah. in it's like Guys, I'm really happy to wear this sweater and be punched in the face for the next 15 years. Unbelievable. The the apology made it worse because it was like more mm-hmm. insight into what he was thinking and the fact that he was between the benches and he's like, he tried to clarify what happened. And it's like, okay, because Trevor Zegras enjoyed what he did, that the recourse, the proper recourse in the moment was to punch someone for the fact that a player enjoyed doing something spectacular i mean this reminds me of like everyone's probably been in this position intramural sports minor league whatever sports where one team's better than the other and then the other one has like no they can't do anything about it so they just get really angry this is just that it's just Mm -hmm. an inferior franchise an inferior player an inferior broadcaster getting upset because they're not good enough in that moment that's all it was and everyone's seen that and everyone can see it it was funny too. Anaheim, I think that win for them broke like a 10 game, like windless streak. Like they, they sucked. Like they're way out right. of the whole playoffs thing right now. Mm-hmm. And they Mine gets left leaving, <laughs> packing it up and leaving. He yeah. said, I'm done with this fam. Like I've seen enough. <laughs> Jeez, like let, oh, let the freaking team have their freaking victory. Like it's so, and then he even mentioned that like, Oh, they were smirking on the bench. So, so the frig what man? So what? So what? <laughs> Like, if, if this was intramural sports, I've been on both sides of, like, okay, you're on a team that's getting dumped on or dumped big, and then, like, any little thing like that, that sets people off. Y'all are professionals. He's getting Coast paid court. $3 million on a contract given to him by Jim Benning to suck. Like, just shut up. And he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't deserve to be earning that money, but he's yeah. making it anyway. All yeah. he had to do was run out the string of 10 games and earn the rest of that $3 million. So it's not oh. coming next year. And I don't think he proved to anyone that he's a – quote unquote tough guy now because all he did was beat up someone who didn't want to be there mm-hmm. it's the last it's the end of the road for jay beagle and now this is how we'll all remember him by which is uh pretty unfortunate too no yeah kidding. because also can figured... we pretend can we pretend the code doesn't exist like like, like they talk about like the fighters and like the people the, the people who still fight in the nhl that talk about the code and stuff can we just like yeah sure all oh, 100 yeah yeah there's a code yeah, I'm going to beat up a guy who literally doesn't even have his, his freaking gloves dropped. And then, can, like, 
yeah yeah so so tough like come on and again yes i never played the game i've never been any anywhere close i can barely stop on skates so i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna like like criticize that but like it's just like that it's just so stupid it's so stupid to get to get angry and lash out at another person because they're better than you like i yeah the code the number of people who are like it's an unwritten rule that you don't do this okay but you know what matters more is the written rules which is that the team that scores more goals wins so keep scoring goals like yeah the stand in front of the net and just like like shadow box in front of the net and then like that runs up the score like no man omar can you repeat that line about people arguing with others who are better than you i want to make sure i get that right can you repeat that one more time repeat that line yeah just like like I, yo, I, I understand. Like you know, like I, I never played the game professionally. I can't, I can't stop on skates or whatever. But just like, like people, like in professional sports, there are tiers of players. There are players that will be better than you. So you can't lash out and get mad just because someone's better than you. And that doesn't I make any sense. Stop there, because I was just gonna say for people who got on Jennifer Botterill making the argument about why we have fighting, the people who just you know have cookie crumbs on the stomach at home, just saying that she can't have an opinion, she's clearly better than them, and they mm. felt the need to lash out at her when she went on Hockey Night in Canada arguing with Kevin Bieksa. I was about to say that that, that line works in the scenario of the Trevor Zegers thing yep. and beyond that with the discussion that happened after that. People who went Absolutely. at Jennifer Botterill's head for whatever reason absolutely ridiculous and i mean it they have cookie crumbs on the stomach at home wearing their undershirts chilling on their couch with their you know whatever they look like i'm not gonna i'll be out here body shaming people saying they look fat because people people who are skinny can have dumb opinions too but essentially people at home who know nothing about the game who don't who basically don't basically could just be just plain idiots just the discourse after that on hockey night in canada surrounding jennifer botterill absolutely ridiculous i also have to give props to sam because you know she's obviously she, she is always not above dunking on people for their opinions on this sort of stuff but sam never of misses. course had to never never miss never 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 lost. She like, never. Well, never never lost but uh, <laughs> but like thank you for you know putting shame I mean, to people I, for that okay there was there was one point somebody was like just because she's won all these awards and she was good at hockey doesn't make her a good analyst and i was like okay you know what that's actually a fair point but unless you're making that point about every other yes broadcaster like Tyson Nash who by the way was not nearly as good of a hockey player as Jennifer Botterill was then I have to question what on what basis you're criticizing her for that because unless you're doing it to every single person and unless you actually were like hey Don Cherry never played in the NHL maybe he didn't have a leg to stand on then I don't want to hear it if she's the only person where you're like, just because she played hockey doesn't make her a good analyst. Yeah, that's a fair point, but only if you apply it to every single other analyst. And the number of people who are like, oh, well, she played women's hockey, so she doesn't know anything about the men's game. I have no time for that. Like, go talk to go talk to John Cooper about how practicing law for however many years he did it equipped him to coach the Tampa Bay Lightning to two cups and then get back to me. Go clean up the crumbs. Go clean up the crumbs. Go clean up your damn crumbs. Go go be with your family. Go be a family man if that's what you have to do. Go go be with your kids. Stop arguing on Twitter about stuff that you know no you know nothing about. I'm tired. Just be of cool. Just be like cool. The number of people who are tagging her, like that's yeah. Just stop. What? Yeah. yeah. People, like outright tagging you. Like like just be cool, man. Like I don't I don't like. Just be cool. Like th- what we saw in that segment was probably the most entertaining 
intermission segment we've seen in a long time. Usually mm-hmm. a point is made and people just agree. Yes, this is this. Yes, this happened. And yes, this happened. But this is the first time we saw a legitimate conversation, an important conversation, because the game is transitioning. We are seeing things. And what they're talking about extends to multiple things. And again, I love the fact that when, you know, when the conversation was tra- was moving to a different topic, Jennifer was like, no, 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 no. Like, like let's reel it back. No, we're still talking about this. We should be praising that. That's what we, that's entertainment. That is legitimate hockey knowledge. That is what I'd want to watch in an intermission. So it's just, it's just unbelievably stupid. The double standard of, of, of one, a woman in hockey is standing up and saying something or is doing anything rather. We have to like, oh, what degree did they get? Oh, oh, uh, how many championships did they get? Oh, wow. Oh, all this, all this stupid stuff. This is double standard. Stop it. You're showing yourself. Just Yo, we it. let Chris Versteeg hang out on Hockey Night in Canada. No, I don't I will, hear I will, nothing. Oh my god! I, I don't want to hear nothing about Man. people debating <laughs> Jennifer Botterill's, you know, credentials. Chris Versteeg played a decent amount of time in the National Hockey League. His credentials do not hold a candle to players like Jennifer Botterill. Not even close. Not even close. Absolutely. Also, the people who felt the need to be like, oh, well, Kevin Bieksa, like she was interrupting Kevin Bieksa. Kevin Bieksa was a pretty tough hockey player. I'm pretty sure he can deal with Jennifer Bottle cutting him off here and there. Like he's not the one here crying about it. And he handled it well. That was fine. You didn't have any issue with it. But, man, jeez. Uh, I mean, I missed all the online discourse, the tagging. I missed all that. So I'm kind of speaking at it like, a, or taking a different look at it. I just <laughs> thought it was great t- TV. Like the fa- yep. that show is so formulaic sometimes. Like it just like okay, you then you and you and you. That's a point. That's a point. That's a point. That's a highlight. Like rarely do they like stop and just say, "Hey, wh- wh- that didn't make sense," or that 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 needs to be discussed further. And that's what you're missing. That's what great highlight shows to, or panel shows tend to have, where there is disagreement, where there is a real conversation. And I think like they didn't have the time to even call the audible because they were going to the next highlight right away. Like that's mm-hmm. the problem, which is structuring it so much and not to like you know not to say we need reform on hockey night whatever it's just that if you open it up and have a real discussion sometimes you'll get a meaningful discussion and that discussion never really finished unless they revisit it later because they were so quick to get to the next thing that's good tv when two people can disagree and have a conversation that actually allows people to take on different points of views and i still don't think we got it and we shouldn't have had to wait until Monday for it to pop up on YouTube. That's something that we should have been able to see on Twitter throughout the entirety of the weekend. I should not have someone go on Reddit and tweet at me the video link of someone screen recording the whole thing. But that's a whole other discussion. We can have for Especially when there's a big deal on Twitter, people are going after Jennifer Bottle. You should at least be able to see what is being discussed before there's an all-out war and pitchforks and torches and everything going on. I mean, at least let's see what happened and, and allow that conversation to continue. Seriously. But, you know, because of some of the idiots that are out there, it doesn't take much for them to go after someone like Jennifer Botterill. If you can't tell, we're very pro-Jennifer Botterill after everything that happened. That whole discussion, you could take your side with either you're with Kevin or, or you're with Jennifer. But if your argument at the end of this is just, well, you played women's hockey, what do you know about men's hockey? Get the hell out of here. We have no time for that bullshit. Anyway, uh, we've sworn enough. We've we've exhausted enough energy. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of uh, Zone Time. Sam, Omar, Cuff, always a pleasure doing these shows with you. 
you should know the drill by now uh, with regards to how to uh, subscribe to the Yahoo Sports uh, NHL page on YouTube. You should also know the drill when it comes to subscribing uh, for the uh, podcast, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, check out In the Mentions with Omar. Check out the broadcast with Sam and the rest of the crew there and the Yahoo Sports Hockey podcast with Cuthbert every weekend and also other times when you'll just do the podcast solo i keep mentioning drill because uh well maybe we're not gonna get oh, that surprise after all i was asking for it i thought you were gonna pull uh, i'm not bringing it out julian to... i'm not bringing oh, it out too fine now i look like circle, it, it that... is not coming out fine it's coming out the drill okay, there, is it is. there it is there it is doesn't make much noise <laughs> <laughs> so you're like 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 how avery brought like the nine iron we will cuff just kind of had a cuff had a drill just like laying around just you know we'll save that you know what if we get that a better charge we could save that for something else before the end of the season or into the playoffs i'll get it charged we'll, buddy i'll get it charged. we'll think we'll figure that out uh for sam omar and cuff i'm julian saying so long and peace we'll be back next week i should mention this though we did kind of come at lou lamorello stanley cup champion for a reason a great general manager one of the more iconic personalities in the game. We did crack some jokes. This is just for the Islanders fans here. We did crack jokes about him, but we all know how great of a general manager he is and how the New Jersey Devils are as successful as they are, largely because of Lou Lamorello. So yes, Islanders fans, we will cut. We weren't, we do not want to disrespect Lou Lamorello because yes, he did do a lot for the game and he made the New Jersey Devils a success as they were. So Islanders fans, yes, Lou Lamorello is a great GM. Second round picks forever. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.